In life, you have two choices, two distinct paths that you can go down without getting too dramatic. The path you choose will determine the rest of your life. So let me go ahead and ask you a question. Are you choosing to spend your time glued to your phone, getting drunk with your friends, filling the void inside you with cheap dopamine? Because listen, that is one option. And quite frankly, that's the path that 99% of people take. And they don't even do it willingly. They are simply addicted to the dopamine. And as a result, life simply ends up happening to them. Now, during the first episode of Time's Up, we checked your screen time. Remember? Well, if your current screen time is anything above three hours, I hate to break it to you, but you're currently here, which means right now you are letting life happen to you instead of taking control of it. And with the insane amounts of cheap dopamine being thrown at you everywhere that you look, and all of the micro habit manipulations carefully implanted into every single one of the apps that you use on a daily basis. It is no wonder that millions and millions of people get stuck here. And if you currently find yourself here too, I want you to know that it's not your fault. I'll be honest, I've even been there myself. Just as long as you realize that it is time to take action. Otherwise, 2024 is gonna be another one of those years where you have all of these goals and resolutions and at the end of the year, you fall short on every single one of them once again. So what's the other choice? Well, you can actually choose to lead your own life and turn your biggest enemy, which is your phone, into your most important tool and use it to achieve success in 2024 and finally make this year your year. So if that's something that you are interested in achieving, well, then pay very, very close attention to this video. Because right now, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. Now, in order for you to build your dream life, there are two steps that I'm going to walk you through in this video. Step one is going to be to break free from your phone and to break free from your dopamine addiction. And that's because you are never going to be able to do anything unless you break free from the shackles of your phone. You need to essentially go through dopamine rehab. So I'm going to run you through the exact protocol that helped me personally break free. And in doing so, I'm going to show you how to reclaim your time and ultimately your freedom. And that is step two. Now, once you've broken free from your addictions, I'm going to show you how to build the life that you've always wanted. How to build a life of freedom, time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. All you need to do is to find a way to make money off of your phone instead of having other people make money off of you being on your phone. That is really the key to all of this. So today... I'm going to show you how to do exactly that. But before we get into that, you need to actually be able to break free from your phone. You need to break free from the shackles and reclaim your time. Because if you don't have time, you will never be able to reclaim your freedom. And that's why the first step is simply to reclaim your time and learn how to not be a slave to your phone. Honestly, that is a very, very difficult journey because of how powerful these companies and these micro habit manipulators are. But it's also the most important step that you're going to take on your path to complete freedom. Now, in the last episode, I told you how the micro habit manipulations all exploit one basic human chemical that makes them infinitely powerful, dopamine. And that's really the key to breaking free from your phone. You need to learn how to regulate your dopamine. Now, you might think that that's impossible, but it's not. The way to control your dopamine is simply by limiting your exposure to dopamine triggers. How, you might ask? Through what I like to call monk mode a specific process designed to detox your dopamine systems and optimize your focus. Dopamine detox. So what is a dopamine detox? Well, it's kind of exactly what the name would entail. 
It's taking a break from the stimulus that causes dopamine release with the goal of lowering your perceived dopamine baseline. Now, in our modern world, you are simply overstimulated. And that's why you can't focus. So you need to take steps to control your dopamine dependence. And the way to do that? Deprive yourself of dopamine. Remember what I showed you on episode one? That every habit is broken down into three steps. A cue, a routine, and a reward. Now the dopamine is the reward that all of the social media companies add to the habit of having to check your phone all the time and spending hours and hours on end on it. Now by removing the dopamine, you're essentially removing the reward part of the habit. And as a result, you are unwiring this habit out of your brain because quite simply, you have broken down its process. So how do you actually deprive yourself of dopamine? It's quite simple. You can either do a full 24 hour dopamine detox, or you can simply use the principles of a dopamine detox at the beginning of every day. Your body craves dopamine because it's been trained to do so. And within a week, we are going to remove this craving. And by simply doing that, you won't feel the need to randomly open Instagram or TikTok or any of these applications out of the blue, because just like your body craves sugar. But if you go a long period without it, that craving stops. And the exact same thing happens here. But this is what you need to realize. A dopamine detox isn't simply about lowering your dopamine. It's about freeing yourself from your phone and other external stimuli. It's about allowing you to reclaim your time and attention. And once you have that, it is the pathway to true freedom. Once you have mastered your dopamine levels, you're going to be ready to progress to the next level. Now, what's the next level you might ask? Actually making money. But we're going to get onto that later in the episode because that is step two. And step two is useless as long as you remain a phone addicted dopamine junkie. Hey. Hey, Brian, how'd it go? Job interview didn't go well. I don't know, I just feel like I'm destined for something more. But do you know anyone who's hiring? Bro, fuck that. Why don't you just start your earnings to sit? Let me call you back. First things first, I'm going to walk you through my seven step monk mode routine. This is the exact protocol that I crafted myself to go from zero to 10K a month when I was first getting started. Step number one, no phone. Now, picture this. You go to bed on a Sunday night and you tell yourself tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow, you will finally have a productive day and start accomplishing your goals. So you have a great night's sleep. But when you wake up, What's the first thing you do? You reach for your phone. You have barely opened your eyes, by the way. Your brain is still in a theta state. And what do you do? You start checking notifications and scrolling. Having barely woken up, you've already begun blasting your brain with massive dopamine triggers. And you keep going. You stay in your bed for 10, 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes. And before you've gotten out of bed, you've already shocked your brain with more dopamine than the average human had in an entire week, just a hundred years ago. And then eventually you sit down at your desk and guess what? You can't focus. You know what you have to do, but you just can't bring yourself to do it. It just feels like your body tries its hardest to keep you from doing what you know needs to be done. And it's no wonder because now your baseline dopamine 
is already elevated. You have already destroyed your day before it's even started. And when you start your day by staring at Instagram or scrolling on TikTok, you've already lost the battle. The day's done. It's over. And that's why the first step in this protocol is to not check your phone when you wake up. In fact, don't even check it for the first six hours of the day. The difference in your productivity will be night and day. When I first started implementing this, I used to keep my phone in a safe to ensure that I wouldn't even touch it. Because we know that your phone can either be your worst enemy or your best friend. It's either the thing that drains your time or fills your bank account. So how can you make sure that when you do use it, it doesn't corrupt you? Black and white. <clears throat> well, that's why step two of this monk mode protocol is to make sure you use your phone correctly when you do have to use it. First things first, you need to turn off all social media and social notifications, and I mean all of them. If you are being blasted with Instagram notifications when you're on your phone for business, well, let's just say you won't get much business done. And the same applies for all of the other apps you use, by the way. Simply turn off notifications. And I'm not even telling you to delete them. Now, it will be great if you did, but you need to be able to use them responsibly to make money. Now, the other thing that will help you do that is by setting your phone to grayscale mode. And you can do that by going into your accessibility settings. Now, the reason for this is that the color scheme in your phone is a huge micro habit manipulator that these companies use. You see, color itself is a huge dopamine trigger. I mean, just think about it. Why did we evolve to see color in the first place? Do you know? Because it obviously wasn't just for fun. Our entire evolution is based on survival fitness. And one of the primary reasons we evolved to see color was to tell us whether fruit and other things were ripe to eat. So strong colors that resemble ripe fruit will intuitively trigger a dopamine response in humans. Now, why do you think so many notifications are red? Likes, for example, because red is the color of seduction. And I mean that biologically. The reason we evolved to see color was to pick up on social cues integral for mating. And what happens in the courting process? Well, we blush. In fact, redness in the face is directly associated with procreation. Therefore, the color red is such a powerful dopamine trigger and by extension, such a powerful micro habit manipulator. But when you switch your phone to grayscale, their tricks suddenly lose half their effect and it becomes far easier for you to dodge their manipulation. Now, this next one might surprise you, but it's another one of those small things that can make all the difference. And that is zero music for the first six hours of the day. Now, music seems harmless. And in many ways it is, but not when you want to optimize for productivity. Why? Well, same reason you don't go on your phone. You want your baseline level of dopamine to be as low as possible. So that way you can jump straight into work because let's face it. Why do we listen to music? Because we enjoy it. Now, some people say that they can work with music, but they can't. That is total BS. You should never be listening to music with lyrics while working. Now, when it comes to classical music or binaural beats, those can definitely be good things, but I am the kind of person at this point that prefers total silence, maybe sometimes binaural beats. And that's because I actually enjoy music too much. So I know that if I listen to it, I'm gonna be much more likely to go off track. Now, you might be noticing a theme. We wanna delay gratification as much as possible. And that's really the defining feature of monk mode. And listen, it's not a new theory. It dates back all the way to the Stoics in ancient Greece and Rome in 300 BCE. Since it's been incorporated in most major religions, the philosophy was revitalized in the Enlightenment era. But by now, it's far more than a philosophy. It's become a science. It has been scientifically proven that delayed gratification plays a major role 
in future success. In fact, the marshmallow experiments by Walter Mitchell in the late 60s and 70s showed exactly how integral delayed gratification truly is. In the experiments at Stanford, they left children in a room with marshmallows. Now, the child could eat the marshmallow whenever they wanted, but if they waited until the researcher came back, which was around 15 minutes later, well, then they would get a second marshmallow. And they were doing this in order to test the child's ability to delay gratification. But here is the crazy part of the experiment. They actually followed up with the children for decades. And what they found proved what philosophers had said for thousands of years. They found conclusively that the children who were able to delay their gratification consistently fared better in life as a whole. They scored higher on their SATs or other intelligence tests. They landed better jobs. They were even more fit and had a lower BMI. And that's the same study that's referenced in the book, The Power of Habit, which I mentioned to you in episode one. Remember that I showed you that every single habit has a cue, you know, something that actually triggers the habit to happen. All that we're doing here is removing those cues in the first place so that that way those bad habits don't even ever get triggered. And that actually brings us to the next step in the monk mode protocol, which is exercise. Now, listen, I don't want to spend too much time on this because if you can't even dedicate 30 minutes per day to exercise, I don't really know what to tell you. But I do want to leave you with this something empirical. There is a direct correlation between how much time you spend working out per week and how much money you make. And by the way, the bar is incredibly low. It's 25 minutes a week. And I am sure that you can do much more than that. Now, the next obvious thing that people love to ignore is alcohol and drugs. Now, this feeds right into your dopamine addiction. So if you're fighting on one front, which is your phone, then why would you wreck yourself on another? Quite simply, just don't drink or do drugs. And listen, not forever. Well, the drugs I would recommend never. But listen, if you do want to have a drink in the future, that's fine. But for right now, just get your shit together. I mean, why would you even drink? What are you even celebrating? So why wreck your dopamine levels even more? I mean, even just one drink will increase your dopamine levels. Listen, I could go on and on about how stupid it is to drink at the beginning of your journey. It's just one of those things that will make or break you. So just don't do it. Now, the next step in your dopamine detox is fasting. You should be fasting for as long as you can every single day. And personally, I follow the 16-8 protocol. This means that I fast for 16 hours per day and I only eat in a specified eight hour window. Now, if you're not used to fasting, definitely ease yourself into it. But once you're used to it, you will notice a huge spike in your productivity. You see, food, just like any other substance, spikes your dopamine. And why wouldn't it? We need food to survive. So it's only natural that it feels good to eat. But we were never made to eat first thing in the morning. In fact, breakfast is one of the biggest scams out there. Breakfast was never a big thing until the cereal companies hired Edward Bernays to boost their sales. And that's actually how that whole, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day narrative was created. But realize that it's just that, a narrative. It makes sense once you realize that our minds and bodies haven't really developed much since hunter-gatherer times. I mean, just think about it. When we woke up in caves, we didn't have food on standby. We didn't just have a fridge you could open and, you know, grab some milk and then have some cereal. We had to go out there, fasted, and hunt or gather our food, which took both time and energy. And that's why you should delay your first meal as long as possible, because from that, you will immediately be more dialed into your work. You see, the problem with all of these morning routine videos is that they simply delay your work. When it comes to your morning routine, there should be as few steps as possible between waking up and getting to work. And when you're first starting out, you don't have the luxury to do a multi seven, 10 step morning routine 
you got to just get to work. Now, the most important thing once you've done all of the above, and that's why the final step of monk mode is to harvest momentum at all costs. You see, the compound effect is your best friend. Leverage it as much as you possibly can. Every win compounds, no matter how small. And once you stray away from the plan, it's that much more difficult to start again. Because you do have to start again, and you don't have the luxury of time. You should internalize the notion that time is up. You need to make shit happen now. I mean, listen, we are already at the tail end of January, and you know that if you don't get your act together now, you have a 93% chance of failure. So is 2024 going to be another year where you just tried, or will this year actually be different. Make this year be the year where you break free, you reclaim your time, and you earn your freedom. So that brings us to the most important part of my monk mode protocol, the work. What do you actually need to make it happen? Hi, uh, how are you? Who's this? Well, my name is Iman, and I was wondering if you wanted any marketing services. Take me off your list, pal. Hi, my, my name is Simone. Did you have a minute? Um, who's this? Well, um, I run a company called IEG Media, and I, I really think we could take your company to the next level. And what are you proposing? Well, if you pay me $2,500 a month to run your ads, I, I know I can make you millions. You're fucking crazy, kid. Hi, my name is uh, Imona. How are you? Do I know you? Uh, I mean, not yet, but... Uh... Once you've been able to break free from your phone using my monk mode protocol, you're going to be ready for step two, which is actually turning your phone into a money-making machine that will allow you to have financial location and time freedom using their system to your advantage. You see, the attention economy is here to stay, whether you like it or not. And people are going to be glued to their phones regardless. So what does that mean? Well, it means that with so much attention flowing to phones, someone will make money off that currency. No matter how you feel about it, whether you're enslaved to your phone or not, the attention economy is here to stay. And that means you have two choices. You can either be a consumer or a creator. And by creator, I don't mean creating content or anything like that. I'm going to explain what that means in just a second. But the point is, either you let the attention economy wreck you or you find a way to use it to your advantage. Just like thousands of others and just like you have already begun to. Listen, when I first started doing that myself, I actually took a big bet. I decided to drop out of high school, which my mom had worked her entire life to provide me with, just to go all in on this opportunity before it was even a big thing. I just bet that in future, social media is going to become the biggest opportunity of the century. And if I jumped in before everyone else, I would be able to make the most out of this big up else. I would be able to make the most out of this big upcoming wave. Now, there was just a small problem. I knew this opportunity had enormous potential. I just had no idea how to take advantage of it. And I also had no one to guide me. I just knew that I had to try. So I did. And I failed. A lot. Now, I started by simply buying and reselling Instagram accounts. And that's actually how I made my first few thousand dollars. But I very quickly noticed the problem with that business model. I would buy a few accounts here and there for a few hundred bucks. But the whole process of finding the accounts, negotiating, buying them, then trying to find a potential buyer, negotiating again, rebranding the account and then reselling it would take entire weeks. 
and it wasn't scalable. I mean, listen, one Instagram account could only sell for so much. And at that time, it's not like those accounts were selling for tens of thousands. So after a few months of trying to make it work, I had to go back to the drawing board. But that actually led me to one of the biggest learning lessons in my online journey. Making $10,000 a month selling a bunch of stuff for $50 or $100 or even 200 bucks is extremely hard. It's way, way harder than people make it out to be. I mean, after all, if you want to make $10,000 a month and you only get paid $50 or $100 per sale, you need to make 200 to 100 sales a month. And trust me, as a beginner, that is way beyond your skill level. And I found that out the hard way. So if you go this route, you're more likely to work three times as hard and at the end of the month end up making less money than you'd make working a minimum wage job. And that is what led me to my first big discovery. You need to focus on high ticket. That is selling things priced anywhere from a thousand to two thousand to five thousand to ten thousand dollars and sometimes even more. Listen, it's very simple. If you sell a hundred dollar product, you need to find a hundred number of customers. And that is a lot harder than simply finding five customers to pay you $2,000 each. Now, the next obvious question was, how could I sell as a 16 year old something that people would be willing to pay thousands of dollars for? Well, after struggling with reselling Instagram accounts, I came to a revolutionary realization. Now, the realization itself wasn't revolutionary, but the result of it was, I simply spotted a trend. You see, I was spending money to buy these Instagram accounts, but for what? I was buying them for the attention that they had accumulated from their following. And that's when it really all started to click. I could do the same thing that I was doing for my own business for other businesses. I could create the content that would get the attention. And I knew for a fact there were brands that were willing to pay high ticket prices for that service. And it was the exact combination of factors that I needed. So I took all the money I had made selling accounts and bought a professional camera. Now, all I needed was to find someone willing to pay me. And what I mean by that is a client. And at first this seemed daunting. And at the time it was because not only did I have to convince them that they needed to work with me, but I also had to convince them that they needed content in the first place. So every day I'd spend a few hours putting together a lengthy proposal and then I'd send it off. And funnily enough, when people ask me how to get started now, I basically tell them to do the opposite of what I did because I wasted so much time on those damn proposals. Everything that I could have done wrong, I did. But even then, after a few months of shooting in the dark, I eventually signed my glamorous first client, the football club that I used to play for. And they agreed to pay me a whopping 95 pounds a week. Not really the high ticket prices I was looking for, but my thought process was that I needed to work my way up to the high ticket prices. But more important than the money I was getting paid was the confidence that gave me. For the very first time, I experienced firsthand that businesses were willing to pay a 16 year old to work with them. And that was a confidence boost that I needed in order to go on the hunt from more clients. And at this point, I was already fantasizing about myself working with dozens of clients, shooting all of their content, etc. Now, what happened in reality was far from that. It took me seven entire months of failing, seven months of reaching out and approaching potential clients and having no as the answer. And those were seven long months. But I endured through them because I knew that once I cracked the code on how to make this work, this could become the biggest opportunity of the century. And finally, Seven months later, I signed my second client and that's when it all changed because only five short days later, I had signed my second and then my third client. And then within a month, I was at $15,000 a month. And that's why I always say that with this business model, when it rains, it pours. And I finally reached the point I had been striving for since I began in business. I had enough money to take care of myself and my mom. And for the very first time, I could buy the things I wanted. 
I could take vacations. I could take my friends to Paris. I could take my friends to Rome. I managed to get my own apartment in a beautiful neighborhood. And by all traditional means, I had finally made it. And here's where I found out the next key. Because everything was meant to be perfect now, but it wasn't. In fact, the opposite was true. Things were harder than ever before. I had money, but I was still trapped. I had reached my dream of financial freedom, but in doing so, I had traded my two other freedoms, time and location freedom. Why? Because I had become a slave to my clients. My income was directly related to my time and location. I had to be physically with the clients to shoot their content. And I couldn't simply do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted because I didn't have the time to do so because I needed to work around my client's location and schedule. I was trapped. And that's what no one tells you. That's what no one tells you. Having only financial freedom doesn't mean anything if you can't use the money that you make. You're only truly free when you have all three freedoms, financial, location, and time freedom. And at that moment, I realized that I knew this model wasn't sustainable. It was so funny because I couldn't even do the things I used to do when I was broke, like going to the gym whenever I wanted. I was just another worker. I was essentially trading my time for money. And that's the biggest realization I got to. If I wanted to be truly free, I had to stop trading time for money because if you're trading time for money, no matter how much money you make, you are still trapped. And the truth is, if you don't find a way to stop trading time for money, you're gonna have to work until you die. And obviously, that's not what I wanted for myself. So I went back to the drawing board. I needed something that made my time input independent from my output. I needed something that was based on the value I generated, not the time I spent doing it. And despite being very financially comfortable at $15,000 a month, I decided to start from scratch. I got rid of all of my content creation clients and went back to the drawing board yet again. Now, this all sounds super long and arduous, right? And it was because I had nobody to guide me. And this was so early in the attention economy that nobody really knew what they were doing. And I knew precisely nobody knew what I was doing. I was completely alone. Now, I'm not telling you this because I want empathy. I'm telling you this because even with all of this, I was able to make it work once I found the key. I did everything wrong, but I still found success with the secret keys. And that's really the beauty of this model. You don't need to be right every time. In you can be wrong a hundred times in a row because all you need to do is be right once. Just be right one time and all the mistakes along the way become irrelevant. How? Because when you're wrong, nothing actually happens. It's not like you're burning through money to keep the business running. You're not investing in anything, so you don't have any risks. Now, it was at this point that I had to find the final answer. How could I make money through my phone without having to sell my time in order to do so? And the answer to that question was hidden in plain sight all along. I actually didn't even have to reinvent the wheel to find success. I simply had to take advantage of the attention economy, but not in the way that I initially thought. You see, the power wasn't in me creating content and trading my time for money. I needed to dig deeper. So I started asking myself a series of questions. How do Facebook, Google, etc., make so much money? Well, it's because they have a huge user base. Everyone knows that. But if you really think about it, their platforms are free to use. You don't need to pay to use Instagram or TikTok. So how do they actually make money? What are they actually selling? Well, they are selling the one thing they have in abundance, the most valuable currency in today's world, attention. You see, they allow companies to buy attention 
on their platform. And that's a very interesting concept to think about. All that they're selling is something we're all supposed to have an unlimited supply of, attention. And how do they sell attention? Through ads. Okay, so they make a lot of money selling ads. But the question is, who buys those ads? Companies do. And if all the social media platforms are making billions and billions of dollars selling ads, it means that the companies who are buying those ads must be investing a ton of money into advertising. And as I researched, I figured out that these companies need someone to run their ads for them. You know, these companies, they don't do it themselves. And most importantly, the person that does gets paid a percentage of what they make from those ads. Meaning, if the companies are investing a lot, these guys who are just simply running the ads for them, well, they're also getting paid a lot. And that's when it really started to dawn on me. That was the answer that I needed. I simply needed to find a way to run ads because the more the client spends, the more I get paid. And I don't really need to work more in order to do so because I'd get paid based on the value that I bring rather than based on the amount of time I worked. And all of that made perfect sense. I just had one big problem. I didn't know how to run ads. And I didn't really want to learn how to do so either because I knew it would take too much time and I'd never be the best at it myself. But also, I knew that if I were to do it myself, I would go back to the paradox of trading time for money. So I needed to find another solution. And that's when I came across this legal loophole that completely changed my business. I called it drop servicing. Hi, my name is Iman and I absolutely love your business, but I think there's a couple ways that you could be leaving money on the table. So before you hang up, I just wanted to run through some of those observations with you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, please. Well, first things first, I'd actually go ahead and uh, redesign your website so that way it's optimized as a proper sales funnel. Then after that, we can go ahead and implement an affiliate strategy, which I'll go ahead and drive targeted traffic through social media and other forms of paid ads. Now, with this system, you should be up and running within just a couple weeks and making good money. So if you'd like to give it a try, I'm more than happy to give you a full money back guarantee on the first month. Wow, I mean, this actually sounds amazing. I was looking for someone like you out of interest. How much is it? Well, our service fee is actually $2,500 a month. It's three month minimum. And then from there, it's a rolling month by month contract. So if all that sounds good, I can get that sent over to you by the end of day. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Now you've certainly heard of dropshipping, but this is so much better. You see, the concept is very similar. Let's take a phone case as an example. You see, if you were to buy a phone case here in a mall in Los Angeles, it would cost you maybe 20 or $30. But if you bought that exact same phone case in China, it will cost you two to $3. The exact same phone case, literally 10 times less. So what people figured out is that they could sell the phone case online for the same 20 to $30, but instead of buying it from a supplier in the US, they can simply import it from China. Now, the genius part about this is that they only buy the phone case from China once a customer buys the case from them online. And then they send it directly from the supplier in China to the address of the buyer, meaning they never have to hold on to any stock, which is very costly and risky. And they only need to pay for the cost of the phone case after they have already gotten paid from their customer, meaning you never have to pay anything out of pocket because you only pay for the cost of goods after you have already gotten paid 
by your customer. But the problem with dropshipping is the exact same problem I faced when I was flipping Instagram accounts. Because you're selling items for $20, $30, $50. And in order to make $10,000 a month with it, you need to sell hundreds and hundreds of units, which is extremely hard to do as a beginner. And requires a lot of marketing budget, most of the time in the excess of tens of thousands of dollars to invest in what? Ads. And at the end, it all goes back to the attention economy. And the one running the ads are always the ones getting paid the most. Now, I am not saying that dropshipping is a bad business model in of itself. It's actually a great business model if you have the money and are extremely skilled with marketing and selling products online. But that's not the case for someone who's just starting out, which was exactly my situation. You know, I couldn't invest thousands and thousands of dollars just to get started and run the risk of burning through all of my money without making any return. And that's exactly what the legal loophole I found in drop servicing allowed me to do. You see, just like dropshipping, there's a case that in one part of the world, people are willing to pay $30 while there's people paying $3 for the exact same case somewhere else. Well, that same situation happens with services. There's companies out there paying $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 a month for one specific service. And there's people out there providing those same services for $200 a month, $300 a month, $500 a month. So all I needed to do was connect these companies with the people who provided the services they needed, which was ads in this case. And as the middleman, I would pocket the difference. And that is exactly what I started doing. It was very simple. I would find companies that would pay up front to have the service delivered. And once they paid me, I could connect them to a service provider who would only be paid after the work was done. And I never had to risk any capital. It was perfect. Now, you might ask, why would these people only charge $200 or $300 or $500 a month for those services? Well, it's for the exact same reason they only charge $3 for a phone case in China, because different countries have different labor costs, and you can take advantage of that yourself. And that's really what drop servicing is. All of a sudden, I wouldn't need to sell my time. The only thing I'd need would be to find people that could deliver the services for me and the clients willing to pay for it. Now, before we got there, I had two problems left to fix. I didn't know where to find the people to run the ads or where to find the clients. But then I came across something, something that changed everything for me. I came across something that allowed me to solve my two remaining problems. The first being how to get clients and the second being how to find someone to deliver the client's results. And once I found this missing piece of the puzzle, everything changed. I had finally struck gold. All of the pieces fit together perfectly. Now, what was that something? It was a plan. And this plan allowed me to crack the code on what exactly to say in order to get clients to work with you and exactly how to find people to drop service these clients to. And it was this very plan that allowed me to unlock my freedom and reclaim my life. And it was because of this plan that I was able to retire my mother, that she never ever had to worry about money again, that I was able to buy a Rolex and buy all this fancy stuff and have my dream apartment and all that stuff. But 
Let me tell you something, none of that shit matters. I was able to do the thing that was most important to me as a man, as a family man, as a person who cares about the people around me. I was able to take care of everyone. By using this plan, I was able to take care of me. And once I took care of me, I took care of the people that I love the most. And that's how valuable this plan is. So I can sit here and talk about all the fancy things I've been able to buy and all the cars and the watches and the fancy this, that. But the God's honest truth is that the most important thing that this plan has done for me was financial freedom so I could take care of not only me, but the people I love the most. Location freedom so I could travel and see the parts of the world that I always wanted to see growing up. And the time freedom to commit to simple things, like having a family lunch every single Friday. To have the time freedom that whenever my mom came over to my apartment, I actually didn't have to work if I didn't want to. I could sit down, have a coffee with her, catch up with her. If my friends came over and visited my house, I didn't have to work if I didn't want to. I could spend good quality time with them. The things that this plan gave me made me a better man. It made me the man that I always dreamed of being. And that is what this plan has done for me. Now, I'm assuming you wanna see what's inside of this plan. And you will, but not today. You're not quite ready for it yet. But don't worry, I will tell you. On Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I will reveal everything. But before that, I need you to do something for yourself. You see, this plan will be completely useless if you are still a slave to your phone. And that is why I need you to stick to the monk mode routine that I presented to you here today for the next three days. And from now until Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, I want you to begin to break free from your phone. This will be the first win for the year towards achieving your New Year's resolution and making 2024 your year. Prove to yourself that you can do it for just a few days and then let momentum carry you through for the rest of the year. Then come back on Monday and you'll be able to learn how to actually make money and take full advantage of the opportunity that the attention economy has created for you. And on that note, I will see you on the third and final episode to give you the plan that changed my life. And I genuinely, from the ball of my heart, believe it will change your life too. I'll see you there.